Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tara Burnett Mindset Podcast, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, dream body, and just creating your dream life. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Lindsay Rose, who is a manifestation mentor, all about playing in the magic. She describes herself as like a cosmic unicorn, um, really finding that lightness. She breaks down manifestation in the most incredibly digestible way, and you guys are going to love her. So I'm so excited to get into all the things. Welcome, Lindsay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to just talk like manifestation is like literally my passion. And I just love sharing this with the world because it's just transformed my entire life. So I really appreciate you having me. Yes, I am so excited to dive in. So Lindsay interviewed me on her podcast and we dove into all the all things dream body and it was just so good. And I would love to start with where you were before you discovered law of attraction, how you discovered it, and just a little bit about your story. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like auspicious the way it happened. So I was at a point in my life, I was newly divorced. Um, I was in my like mid to late twenties and I was really just trying to find myself. And I was so lost. Like I had just gone from like abusive relationship to abusive relationship. I was in jobs that I knew weren't really fulfilling me or, you know, part of my, my purpose. And I had a lot of self hatred. I hated my body. I hated the way I looked like so much unworthiness that stemmed from like childhood trauma and a lot of pain that I experienced growing up and abandonment and rejection and betrayal. And I just felt like I didn't matter. I felt like, like my existence was pointless. And I had this moment where I was driving home from work one day and I really contemplated just driving my car off of the road into a tree. And I I didn't. I chose not to. And I remember that night I was laying in my bed and I was like, whatever is out there, I don't know what you are, but like, give me a way out of this. I can't live like this anymore. Like, I know that there's so much more to life than this and um, just show me the way. And it was a couple of weeks later that I ended up running into this lady in my neighborhood on a walk. And we just like started connecting because she had a dog and I'm just, I'm obsessed with animals. So that was sort of like the the breaking of the ice. And then I started telling her a little bit about my story. And she was like, I recommend a few things to you. One of which is the book, um, The Secret, but also oh, wow. like Ask and It Is Given from Abraham Hicks. So I kind of dove into those books. I was listening to them on the way to work, home from work. I started listening to Abraham Hicks, like positive rampages of uh, appreciation on YouTube. And I started really like it clicked. I was like, this makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I just remember like as a kid, I would always think about like forever. And I was like, it's just the concept of like forever and ever and infinity and all of that. It just fascinated me. Um, so this was like the first thing in my life that actually resonated where I felt it in my soul. And I was like, this has truth to it and I need to figure out what this is. So I started like really being, um, conscious of what I was saying and what I was thinking. And I started out, um, just really claiming uh, the next step for my life, which was getting out of the job that I was in. So I started just like speaking these things into 
existence while I was driving to work and from work. And then um, I had a job where I was commuting three hours a day. Oh my God. Wow. So it was brutal. And so I just kept saying to myself, I have a job closer to home. I have a job closer to home. I'm worthy of having the job that I want. And I just kept saying it over and over again. And it was, you know, maybe a few weeks after that, that I got an email from um, a recruiter for Skechers, which was this company that I worked for in Manhattan Beach that was literally 10 minutes from my house. Wow. I was like, holy shit, this works. This is crazy. And I started to like see, it was weird. I started to really connect with the fact that I felt like I was in a simulation and Mm. things that I would think about, I would see on a billboard or someone would bring up in a conversation. And I was like, oh, this is real. Like this is legit. And (laughs) it was like came over after that. I just really, um, I've been practicing it ever since. Wow. Okay. I got crazy goosebumps with you telling that story because I had the exact same thing happen driving my car. And like at the lowest of lows, I was just like, I just want to drive my car off this road into a telephone pole. Like I was just so same exact thing that you were saying. I was like, wow, shit. And then I read the secret. Like, and I don't even, I wish I knew how I even found the secret. I just remember being at that like height of the depression and reading it and just being like this feels true to me like something and it's like everything you said I'm just like oh my god like that's so wild wow so then you do you start your new job and then how did you get to where you are now like teaching full-time manifestation like tell us kind of a little bit more about that from there yeah you know, I what I realized is like it happened incrementally for me. So when I was working at Skechers, I was so grateful that I was out of that like horrible commute. And I felt like I took a step closer to feeling better. But at the end of the day, it was like maybe six months into the job. And I still was like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm not supposed to be sitting at a desk. And the more and more that I was diving into like manifestation, law of attraction, Um, I was reading a lot of like Wayne Dyer's work and Eckhart Tolle and it just, the more and more I learned and the more my consciousness expanded, the more like I was out of alignment and out of resonance with working in a corporate job. Um, And I knew that to some degree, everything that I had gone through in my life with, you know, just the abuse and things I had had experienced, I knew that I didn't go through that just to like go through it. And Mm -hmm. At a deep level, I knew that my healing was going to be connected to being able to help other people through it. So it just kept, it was on my heart and it was like, literally, I could feel it in my soul that I was meant to, to help other people. And I didn't know what capacity that was. Um, I had done other things like personal training in the past. And I always felt like I was meant to be in the service industry. Um, But I knew it was like, yeah, like probably about eight. I would say eight months to a year into that job that I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. And I quit. And I decided to hire a coach and uh, figure out how to start my own coaching business. And that was seven years ago. Oh, wow. Cool. So ever since then, you've just been like coaching manifestation and like you have programs and, and yeah. What's like your day-to-day kind of like right now these days? Uh, so pretty much I, I get up and I do a meditation. I do a little visualizing depending on like how I'm feeling. I'll do some energy work if I need to clear some stuff. Um, and then I just really let my day flow. I am most productive between seven and two. Mm-hmm. So I really like give myself those hours to just get what I need to get done. And then after that, I work out. I, you know, I walk my dog. I just have some time to myself, but it's, it's pretty 
free flowing, I would say. Yeah, I love that so much. Such a different fr- vibe from commuting three hours to yes. a job every day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you've also said previously that you used to suffer. I just I read this on your website from cystic acne and you used manifestation to clear your skin. And I would love for you to dive into that because that is very much a dream body vibe. And I just believe, obviously, so much in the power of the mind and, and our ability to influence our bodies. And I'd love for you to share your experience with that. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I had acne pretty much Uh, as long as I could remember, like since I turned 15, it was like, boom, full on acne. And it got really, really bad in my twenties. Um, when I was going through a lot of stress and, uh, my divorce and everything. And I remember one day I was just, I literally decided to talk to it. And this was like, after I like learned all the manifestation stuff. So I was in meditation and I was just kind of connecting with it. And I was like, why, like, what are you here for? What are you showing me? Mm -hmm. And it was immediate self-hatred immediate. Like you're the, the acne was a reflection of the feeling that I had about myself internally. And so it was manifesting as this, um, you know, acne. And when I looked in the mirror, it was validating all of these like feelings that I had about myself. So instead of hating on it, because I remember looking in the mirror at my face and be like, you're so ugly. You're so disgusting. I hate you. Mm. Like you, you're gross. People think you're gross. And all these horrific things I was saying to myself, which would just exacerbate it, um, I decided to take this different approach, like intuitively was guided to love on it. Mm-hmm. So I would get in the mirror and I would be like, I love you, Acne. I love you. I love you. And I would see, I would visualize um, my face being clear. I would start speak, like speaking that my skin is clear. My skin is radiant. Uh, my skin is glowing. I'm healing from the inside. And literally it, I really feel like it was loving it, accepting it and embracing it that allowed it to shift. Oh my God. I just love this so much because, well, first of all, if you follow Lindsay on Instagram or TikTok, like she like literally glows, like you glow (laughs) and you have like such amazing skin and like you can, it's just like, yeah, it's, you've literally manifested that. So, and that is just so parallel to what I did with dream body and like the mirror work is so powerful. Like I used to go naked in front of the mirror back at my heaviest and just be like, I love you. Like I would love on my stomach and my arms and my cellulite and whatever. And I just like flowed so much love and everything changed from there. Like that was like the, the catalyst for everything to do with dream body was just like this love for where I was. And I tell people all the time, like the difference between you now and you in your dream body is you just love yourself so much more. Yes. If you love yourself, you just, and it's not because you love yourself because you're in a different body. You just are kinder and more compassionate and loving to yourself. And that is like the main difference, you know? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's like, you know, I realized like so much of what was happening was like, because I was rejected, I felt like I was rejected as a child so much. I started like rejecting my own self. Mm -hmm. And I think as you come back to that, like acceptance and love for who you are without like these contingencies, like I don't need to look a certain way to be loved. I don't need my body to be a certain way to be loved. Like I, I can love myself at the core while also still having this desire for things to shift externally, but it's really a matter of what the intention is, I think, behind it. Yes. I really love how you said that because like, it's very, the whole body positive industry, like obviously it's very, it's a really good thing for society and all of that. But I think it's, 
it's powerful to also state that you can love yourself full, so fully and still desire for things to shift. And that's not a bad thing. Like we deserve to feel so incredible in our bodies. And, and I wish like more people kind of saw it in that light, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to get there. It's, it takes, it takes time. Like I think so much of this, this work is um, really the internal stuff and being able to recognize that, you know, our, our cellular structure, the way that our body takes shape and form is directly related to the direction that we give the cells through mm-hmm. our own, like what we're speaking, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, the body takes shape from that. And self-responsibility and, you know, really turning inward, I think it's the hardest part because you recognize that you're doing it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was doing this all along. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a big thing I remember realizing, like I read somewhere, like your cells are, you have like a completely new body every seven years, like from the cell turnover. And I was like, oh my God, like if I just start viewing my body differently and speaking to it differently, like I will have completely new cells in seven years. And like, it obviously didn't take seven years, but it's like so powerful. Like the faster you start, the faster you're going to start seeing your body reflect how you are perceiving it basically. Yeah. And you know, another big thing that I incorporated into this work was using the placebo effect. Mm -hmm. So I like to find products or things that there's a mass consciousness belief around like, for instance, one of the things I'm using right now is Monet, and it's a hair care system that um, basically helps to like grow your hair, reduce thinning and all the things. And A, I think it, you know, I know that it works, but I also think it works because there's so much mass consciousness belief behind it. Mm-hmm. So when you can find products or things that you can fully get behind, and there's also that mass consciousness behind it, I think those things end up working like a placebo. Oh my God. I could not agree more. And I just started with Monet Monet, like six weeks ago doing the IR clinical. And I'm like, oh my God, my hair is so much thicker. Like I'm doing all these things. Like that's so funny. And yeah, everything you just said, it's so good. You just, you just got to pick something and like believe in it. You know, so much of this is just, it's belief. And like coming back to like the beginning of learning about law of attraction manifestation it was so much easier for me in the beginning than it is now because I just had this like blind faith, like stars in my eyes. This is like so magical. And then you have your first disappointment with manifestation. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now let's get into that because I had the exact same thing and it was so easy and everything just, you know, first ever course launch, $20,000, like just easy. And then the more I learned and the more like you it's almost the more I judge, the more I things like felt harder. And I would love to hear you speak to that. Like, A, how do you move through like manifesting disappointments and like self-doubt and like, how? tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I had my biggest one. So I, it was a couple years ago. I'd moved out to Nashville. I found my dream home. Like literally I was in the river of magic. Like everything that I touched just turned to gold. It was like, I was in the, I was in the vortex. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is so easy. And I think what happened in that period of time, like I ended up attracting what I thought was my soulmate, but it was actually like a, a lesson, a big lesson for me. And I think what that was teaching me was humility. And I ended up getting like a feeling like this inflation of my ego. My ego was like, look at all the things we can have and all these material (laughs) things. And oh my God, like it just inflated me to such a level that I 
feel like I needed to have that bubble popped to have a little bit of like humility, but also Mm -hmm. realizing that it's not about the material stuff. And there was so much of me that was clinging to that still in terms of like my identity, my worthiness and all of that, that I needed that to crumble so that I could really come back to the truth of what really matters and, um, and recognize that I was creating from a void and I wasn't really truly like connecting with and manifesting from my authentic self. Mm, yeah. So I think like things crumble. We have these, these things happen in our life so that we can evolve ourselves to the greatest version of who we're meant to be. And if you can, if you can like embrace that, embrace those challenges as a learning opportunities, because we never learn in success. Yeah, no learning so when you're when you're in success. You learn when you fail. You learn when things fall apart. You learn when you you hit that rock bottom. And I think the difference between people that uh, really elevate and the people that kind of stay where they are and stay stuck is whether or not they embrace those opportunities and see them as learning opportunities for themselves rather than they're they're a victim you know mm-hmm. yeah I love that so much I felt like a very like a very similar thing happened like during COVID and everything and I was like same same as you everything I touched like met my person all the success retired my gym like all of these things were happening and then COVID happened and I felt so powerless and like such a victim and then oh, it was just like, so isolated. Like there was just so much happening. And I was like, what the heck? And I totally just, I think a part of it for me too, was just like remembering my power in the end. Like I just started giving all my power away to every external circumstance and like really letting it affect me and get to me. And, um, that was like a huge lesson that I feel like I'm still like trying to come back to. And like, I, yeah, that magic at the beginning, it just all feels so easy. Like that was the best. Yeah. (laughs) It's, you know, the doubt starts to come in and I had those periods of time where I was like, is this real? Like, does Mm -hmm. this work? And I had to go back and really look and see all the things that I manifested that were like, I mean, unbelievable. Like I really, you know, sometimes you have to go back and look at the success that you've had and the things that have worked out and, um, you know, build that up for yourself when you're in those moments of doubt. But I think it's, it's normal because, I don't think we're here on earth to just have this cushy life. Otherwise we would have stayed in the non-physical realm. I think that we are here because we knew that in the physical, we would experience hardship and pain and and sadness and difficulty because that was, that's how we learn. You know, we learn mm-hmm. through those, um, through the resistance that we experience. And I think that I just had that kind of put on these rose colored glasses for a while and thought like, oh, now that I know manifestation, I'm never going to have any challenges ever again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it was just, it was, it was a little bit of a humbling experience. <laughs> I, I'm honestly so glad that you brought this up because this has been the biggest thing that I've been wrestling with over the last few years. And like, I went through that same thing where I was like, is this real? Like, am I like, did I like lead people astray? Like I really started questioning myself and I really started feeling like, oh my God, like what if it's not? And then I just have really come to the conclusion of like, I want to live like in this like place where I do feel powerful over my, over like, not like circumstances, but just like how I show up and how I respond and how I can create my reality. Because like, why wouldn't I, you know, like I'd rather like live that way and like, and feel 
filled with like possibility and excitement than feel stuck and like a victim, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I just kept coming back to like, this, this is a good thing that, you know, like learning about manifestation, law of attraction, it's not like hurting anyone. It's not hurting me. So why not believe in the magic? You know, why not believe in, in the possibilities and, you know, kind of open up your mind to things that maybe don't really make sense and, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. So how, so you, when you kind of moved through that, like self-doubt and that sort of thing, you kind of looked back at your life and really like acknowledge everything that you created. Is there anything else like that you would do when you're feeling that period of doubt or feeling a bit off that any practices you can recommend? Yeah. And when anytime I, I mean, I think like first we have to understand the healing journey is not a linear process and it, it really doesn't matter how much work you've done on yourself or how much you think you know, there's always going to come a time and a place where things circle back. And I think we have to remember that when those self-doubts or moments of imposter syndrome or uncertainty or fear come back to, to you know circle around again, we're not going back. We're never going back. We're always moving forward. We just get to see things from a different vantage point. So that's something I try to keep in mind when I have those things like pop back up in my life. It's like, oh, I'm being invited to see this from a higher level and it's always going to come back around. So I think we just have to, number one, have compassion for ourselves during those times when we experience that because everybody does. Um, But what I like to do is really acknowledge like, where is this coming from? Like, what am I really needing right now that I'm not getting? Because I think the self-doubt and all of that, it comes from an unmet need or some sort of uh, deep-rooted subconscious belief system that you have. And and in those moments, that's the invitation for awareness. So what I'll do is kind of sit down and I just free write and journal and try to allow my subconscious mind to really show me where this is coming from, where it stems from. And I think, you know, once you can identify that core root of it, you recognize there's also an emotion attached to that. So the healing process is leaning into the emotion and and feeling it and allowing it to move through you. Um, So that's sort of what I'll do with that. And then I'll refocus myself. And I've used tools, um, you know, like NLP to kind of go in and rewire the memory and create new belief systems and then really like create an affirmation for myself and just play that on repeat or say it to myself or write it on a sticky note and put it all around me. And then the work then is just to start to repeat that to myself to kind of get that new belief system. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would say kind of step three is taking action into the fear because um, the only antidote to fear is action. So you really have to move into it and, and show yourself that, that you can do it. I love that. I think this is my favorite podcast interview ever. I just like, this is so good and so helpful and so powerful. So I'm so grateful for your wisdom. Um, (laughs) so, okay, let's get into the woo woo. And Lindsay has these, like, tell me more about, I don't even know how to explain it, but she has these (laughs) things called light codes that she downloads and like, tell us about how this started and how it works and tell us about the light codes. Yeah. Okay. So when I was 13, I started like speaking this language and like writing these things on paper that made absolutely no sense to me. It was not English. It was, um, yeah, I don't, I, I couldn't even describe it at that time. My mom was very big into church and everything. And she was like, Oh, you're speaking in tongues. And I was like, I don't know what that means. I just like feel this language wanting to come through me. So I speak it and my hand just like wants to take over the page and write these things. And I don't know what's happening. 
Um, so I kind of abandoned that after uh, like 13, 14. I, I, I really didn't explore it any further because I just thought it was weird. And then um, when I had sort of the spiritual awakening um, like seven years ago, it started to reactivate in me. And I had a dream that this blue being came to me in my dream. And it was really interesting. It, it In my dream, it was like a veil. So it almost felt like a bubble that you could put your hand through. And when you put your hand through, there was like a whole nother side. And to me, that was symbolic of the physical realm and the non-physical realm and how it's really just separated by this sort of like, like invisible layer. And so this blue being stepped forward and said, the language you're speaking is channeled is being channeled from me. Um, the language you're speaking is here to like activate people, to help activate their DNA, to help them to heal, um, to help turn these codes on within them. And I came out of that dream and I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> so uh, I reached out actually to a mentor of mine who she's very much in the, in the quantum realm and, and energy and all of that. And had her kind of uh, validate to me what I was getting from my dream. So she recommended I start speaking it to myself and start writing it for myself. And I had profound energy healings and shifts happen through the language and through speaking it and writing it. And I started offering it to my clients. So one of the ways I see it, like when I'm speaking it is sort of how you see the matrix, you know, how it's like ones and zeros. Mm -hmm. That's, kind of how I see it as I'm speaking the language, it's almost like solar codes. So I see it like coming from the sun and it's these light codes, these energy codes that come from the sun that penetrate uh, the field, the energy field. And what happens is it goes into your DNA and the sound vibrations, because that's really what it is. And, you know, when you're hearing sounds, it's vibration. So it goes in and those vibrations activate these dormant DNA this dormant DNA that turns on and it can spontaneously heal you. You can have um, like recollection of things. You can have um, ideas come through. You can start to remember like what planets you've come from and things like that. So it's, it's really interesting. It's taken me a while to really understand it. And I, I don't know that I ever really will, but I do. All I know is that it's, um, it's a really powerful healing tool. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. This is so interesting. And are you able to like do some for the podcast or, or is it like, yeah, I kind of need to get into the flow or yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> let's just set the intention right now. I'm just going to have everybody just kind of ground themselves and just take a deep breath in. Okay. So we're going to take a deep breath in through the nose, into the belly. And I just invite you to kind of set aside. It's going to sound a little strange. You don't need to understand what I'm saying. All you have to do is really set the intention to open your heart and receive whatever activation you need to, to receive today. And I just invite in the energy of love. And I really call in um, this energy to just help heal people on whatever level and space that they need it today. And all you have to do is open your ears, open your heart, open your mind and allow yourself to receive and just notice any subtle energy shifts you might feel, um, any visions you might have or, you know, any spontaneous remembrance of things like it's different for everybody. So just allow it to kind of unfold and activate for you um, in whatever way it needs to. So I'm just going to going to go ahead and uh, kind of connect here. 
Yahauna Hakaiau Shati Hapatia Goshuna Hakaete Madiadu Jaka Hianequashiate Dasiate Hunyaka Shihate Okanya Gotiate Shia Wanyaka Sihate Wushiate Kashiante Koshia Siawashi Siawashi Korashianteha Mantia Sheku Hyanteki Ashe Hunyaka Sekuja Tekuja Ziapate Hanyakoya Ziapate Kunyaka Se Shiahunyakate Aziashuati Shakunya Shakunyaka Sehati Sehati Kushiate Shiate Shiate Karia Shesia Wanyaka Wanyaka Tu Shiakate Shiate Shiate Shia Shusnaka te pushate shate shate yale kushnaka inyako asia te shi si washinyaka shinwaki shenyako shunyaka tashiate te shiate shiate shia kujaka ta shi hale meki si kushia 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 kasia kuyaka ti shakati shakati kanyako ya ya inya inya kaishi kuyaka ti shunya se kujaka juyaka siate ki shante wa just take another deep breath in and release And just tune in and see if you can feel just any energy moving in your body. I definitely feel like uh, like an opening I felt like yeah. in my chest. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's so different for everybody. And um, I've just like, every single person has different experiences with it. And I can like right now, just after I do it, I just feel so like light and buzzy. It's like mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. I'm excited to like notice throughout the day if I feel like notice any like things coming. Yeah, through. and dreams, dreams too. Like I notice after sessions or after these sort of activations, the dream state it reveals so much. So just notice if you have any like crazy dreams in the next couple of days or anything like that, because it it does definitely like show you a lot of things. Mm -hmm. On on kind of a related side note, but you were saying kind of about like planets and. It's so interesting because Jaden is like not quite two yet. And his first kind of word that he started saying was agu. And we were like kind of joking with him. Like, is that what planet you're from kind of thing? And it's actually so wild because just lately we jokingly said that to him and he like lit up and he's like, say it again. He's like more, more. And then he like laughs and he giggles. And then he says oh. agu. And it's like, I am like, what the heck? Like, this is so interesting. And he gets so happy when we say it. He's like, more 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 and like I'm like oh my god like is that literally what planet you are from like it's so crazy oh my god I feel I feel like that was his name yeah that was his name or yeah I he like wow. lights up like crazy when we say that word and he gets like so happy and it's like really interesting I'm like okay cool <laughs> it's awesome. I mean children are like straight from the source like they're just they're not programmed yet they're just so pure and yeah, I mean, that's the beautiful thing I, I think about having like a young child like that is you get so much insight <laughs> when you look at them as like a teacher, you know, and you can, you know. can be open to that. <laughs> oh, it's so great. Um, okay, so I would love to also dive into you do a lot of like quantum field, quantum mechanics, like 
can you give us like a little kind of insight into how you kind of perceive that and use that to manifest? Yeah. So the way that I kind of look at the quantum field is basically this invisible field of infinite potential that is like runs through us and it's around us and it's, it's everything um, and it, everything and nothing all at the same time. So the greatest way I I've been able to utilize quantum manifestation is really through visualization and mm -hmm. imagining your, like your life, your past and future, like everything is simultaneous. Everything is happening right now. So there are parallel versions of you experiencing other realities right now in this moment. It's infinite. And there's a future version of you in this lifetime that already exists. And through quantum uh, manifestation, we visualize shifting you into that reality where your future self already exists so that you can download um, and integrate the energy of that version of yourself to receive insights, to receive guidance, to acclimate to that, that vibrational frequency, um, to find out what actions to take. So it's really working with that sort of idea that everything is now and we have access to all of it. So mm -hmm. I, I will do that to like literally tap into my future self. I will, I will literally step into the body of my future self to energetically embody that and resonate with that frequency um, and pull in, like I said, pull in and download information from that version of myself. Um, but I would say like, yeah, visualization is the greatest tool that I've found to be able to, to access that quantum field and to quantum jump essentially into those timelines. Yes, I could not agree more. Have you read the book Parallel Universes of Self by Frederick? Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's so good. And yeah, exactly that. It's like, and I, I listened to the book um, also Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. She had like a near-death experience. It's super fascinating. And she was saying the same thing like when she when she died. It's like everything exists now, like past, present, future, all your lives, like everything. It's like it's so hard to wrap your head around, but it's so fascinating. And I mean, even just like the act of like connecting with the future self that is where you desire to be and like asking questions and or like, like you said, embodying that energy, stepping into it. It's just like so powerful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, it's, it's cool. Like if you think about, um, you know, let's say maybe you're an aspiring writer and you want to write a book. Okay. There's a version of you out there that's already done that. Mm -hmm. So you have access to that. And when you do this like quantum manifestation where you're visualizing and you're connecting with that version of yourself that's already written the book, you you're you realize you have access to all that information, all mm -hmm. that knowledge, all that wisdom. It's available to you in this moment. It's the hardest part, I think, for people is A, believing it, um, but B, like really being able to focus enough and drop the the present reality and the present experience enough to really allow themselves to step into that uh, version of themselves that's already done what they want to do. Um, but that I think that is the fastest way to create those massive shifts is is by connecting with that version of yourself that's already done it. Yeah, I totally agree. And when I like manifested Trevor, I wasn't like, I wasn't kind of thinking of it in that way, but I was really into visualization and, and I only visualized like a few times, like laying with my head on this faceless person's chest and like connecting with that feeling of like certainty and like with days, within days I met him and we knew, and like, it was just like so clear. Um, 
and like that manifestation and same with like my birth like I really wanted this home birth and I I I just remember so clearly even one time I just visual I had such a powerful visualization that I I felt like I was there I felt like I'd given birth like I was crying like I felt all the emotions all the love everything and it literally went down like the exact to the exact like way I was facing like every single part of it was the exact thing that I visualized like I literally quantum jumped and like gave birth in my dream birth you know oh my god that's what that's what it is right you're like you're choosing the timeline and you're feeling it before it happens. Like that's a lot of what Joe Dispenza teaches too. It's like, you have to feel it ahead of the event, you know? Um, And then that way you're like literally connecting with that timeline and the probability of that happening is so much faster or it's so much more likely um, Mm -hmm. that it will. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Visualization is so powerful. So, and on that note, what are kind of some of your favorite, if you're like, okay, I want to manifest $20,000 $20,000 next month, what would you do? <laughs> you know, I, you I, I, yeah, I love using scripting. So okay. uh, I do like an ideal day exercise where I literally will script out like the day. So I wake up in the morning and this is what I see and this is what's around me. Um, I get up, I go in the bathroom and this is what I do and this is what I'm feeling. And so I go through like the entire day, script it out, be as um, visual, like bringing in all the five senses of the experience mm-hmm. to the best of, of your ability. Um, and then from the script, I'll take that, I'll read it, and then I'll visualize it. So I, I like that. to just really connect with uh, that experience in my mind as if it's already happening. Because we know the subconscious mind doesn't know whether you're imagining something or it's actually happening. So when you visualize, you're basically like your body feels as though that's happening to you and it puts you in that energetic frequency um, of it actually being able to happen. And then, you know, throughout the day, you really have to uh, hold that frequency. So you, you have to manage your thoughts. You have to make sure that you're protecting your mind and whatever's coming in and whatever is going out is what you want to experience so you have to hold the frequency long enough for it without introducing doubt or resistance to it. And that's the hardest part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any, like, so let's say you, I love, by the way, I really love that process. And it's reminding me so much that like, I need to be visualizing again. Like I just have not been doing that. And I used to visualize so consistently and things would manifest so fucking fast. Like yeah. I would pay off my credit card within a week. I would like get all this money. I would get the client. I met my husband. Like I, and I'm like, why aren't I doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's key. Watch. It's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to visualize after we get off this call. Um, and so when you experience that self-doubt, what do you typically do? Do you just kind of like guide yourself back or like what's kind of your process for that? It, yeah. So if it's like a specific manifestation I'm working on and the self-doubt comes in, usually what I'll do is like redirect. I'll, I'll notice it and then I will switch, like I'll switch into a thought that is more powerful and or I will like visualize myself being the opposite of that, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. let's say I have a thought like, oh, I don't deserve this or things don't ever work out for me. I will nip it. So something that I is a really helpful tool. I learned this from uh, one of my mentors um, uh, in the past, but she she suggested anytime you have a negative thought, write it down on a piece of paper and then put it in a plastic Ziploc bag. And give yourself permission just for the day to let go of that thought. Mm, mm -hmm. Just release it for the day. 
and then choose a more empowering thought that you're just going to, you're going to focus on. And the key with all of this is really focus. It's the hardest thing to do because we live in a society where we're constantly inundated with new information and social media and like TV, it's just all over the place. So the, the key here is really to focus. So if you can choose one belief that is the opposite of that self-doubt thought that you have and just like practice it for the day. Just mm-hmm. make that your affirmation. When you're brushing your teeth, start saying it to yourself. When you're driving in the car, start saying it to yourself. Just be really diligent about um, that new belief that you're plugging in because this is so much about repetition and consistency. Yeah. Oh my God. I couldn't agree more. And like, yeah, that's like the exact kind of process that I go through as well. It's like, get so clear on what you desire, kind of write it out, script it, visualize and like the feeling. It's like, you've got to tap. You can't just like script it and be like, this is never going to happen for me. Like you have to feel it as if it's like actually in your body and like connecting with your body. And like, that was such a huge breakthrough for me because I'd spent so many years so disconnected from my body. Like I didn't really under, like, I was so like, not trusting of my body, but like the more you can really create that mind body connection, the faster things are going to manifest when you like feel that feeling as if it's done. Yeah. You got to break through the heart wall. That was like a mm. big one. You know, mm. the, 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 a lot of people that I work with in the beginning, they're like, I don't feel anything and I can't feel. And I'm like, cause your heart is closed. You have a wall around your heart. You're guarding yourself and you can't just block out one feeling. You block out all of them. So when you're trying to protect yourself from being hurt, you're also blocking yourself from being loved and accessing that. So we ha- we have to work to really open that heart. And the greatest and fastest way to do that I have found is through gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. So when you are able to access that feeling of gratitude, it's like, it's almost like you've been stepping on a hose and then you let it go. It's like whoosh, <laughs> all the energy comes through. And then that's the place when you really want to start connecting with feelings of things. So to access gratitude, you know, you can just think about someone you love or an animal um, and or something that you're really appreciative of and just hold that vision long enough to where your heart starts to soften. And then you want to amplify that energy. And once you get the energy amplified, then you can move into visualizing like the ideal manifestation or whatever the desire is that you have. Okay. Thank you so much for that, because that is such a good point. Like, I think maybe, I mean, a part of the reason why I don't think I have been visualizing is like, there's resistance, like I'm like feeling resistant to like, maybe not feeling possible what I desire. And then, and then visualizing doesn't feel good. And I'm not able to tap into it. So that is such a good primer of like, get into some gratitude. And that's something I was so good at in the beginning, which is it's so ironic, because like, my life is infinitely better. And I have everything I've ever dreamed of. And like, for some reason, like at the beginning, though, I was like, I'm so grateful I live in my sister's backyard. I'm so grateful that I like, like all of these things. But like, but I'm, I haven't been finding as much gratitude in this because I'm constantly comparing myself to where I want to be. And like, it's just like such a yeah. You oh, know. we all do that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it's so easy to see what we don't have. I think we're the brain is sort of hardwired for that, and we're conditioned to like always want to like reach for more and have more and do more. That we we forget that like right where we are is something that we were manifesting for so mm-hmm. long. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this was so powerful. I just love how you explain things. So tell us where people can find you and what you have. You said you have a membership coming up and your quantum, what's it called? Quantum Academy or? So I'm doing a, it's going to be a seven week uh, group 
manifestation coaching, like live coaching. Um, it's going to start in January. So we're going to be doing weekly calls where we dive into this stuff. So it's basically a journey that I'm going to take you through um, where we're going to sort of identify what it is that has been, you know, really bothering you or things that you don't like, and then help you kind of create a really clear um path of of what you want to experience in your life. And then we're going to figure out what's standing in the way, what's blocking you, work through that together, we're going to help you with these sort of tools that we've been talking about today with like visualizing and accessing the feeling state and, um, you know, quantum jumping into that reality and being able to really find happiness now in your life and, um, you know, seeing the gratitude for things so that things can start to manifest a lot faster. So I'm excited about that. It's going to be awesome. Um, and then I am creating a manifestation membership site. So it's called Club Manifest. And basically, it's going to have trainings within it that go over, you know, how to visualize uh, what quantum shifting is. Um, if you want to manifest a partner or more, more money, it's going to have a pathway for you with like journal prompts and meditations and visualizations uh, and that sort of thing specifically related to what you're wanting to manifest. Cool. I love it. I love the name Club Manifest. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much. Is there anything else, any last little nugget you want to share with the audience before we finish up? Yeah. I mean, I think that these conversations in general, like are always so inspiring for me because I think we all sort of slip into this, like, uh, you know, feeling like maybe this doesn't work or, or maybe it can't work for me, or maybe it only works for other people. And I think that it's really beautiful to, remember that we're all humans and we're all going through this together and to lean into each other and on each other when we're struggling. I feel like that um, really helps both of us, you know? And so um, I'm just grateful to be here to be able to share this with you guys. And I hope that it inspired you to maybe think outside of the box and really start tapping into the magic that's out there of the non-physical realm and exploring any of these ideas that maybe resonated with you or, you know, you felt sort of um, so some sort of connection to that's your soul speaking to you. And I just really invite you to go deeper with that and just, you know, see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was such an inspiring episode. Thank you so much.